Welcome to the Ether. Today is Saturday, March 11th, 2023. Today on the Ether, Omniflix in the spotlight featuring IBC Mafia, aka Mr. Fox, hosted by Chev. Let's take a listen. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, everybody. This is in the spotlight. And tonight we have IBC Mafia in the spotlight with us, the airdrop king of the cosmos. And he joins us from the great southern state of, is it Georgia or Alabama? Uh, it's uh, somewhere near there. <laughs> no, no, it's, um, yeah, Georgia. Georgia? Uh, Atlanta area. Uh, lovely place. I've been down to Atlanta. I uh, love it down there. It's uh, The orange juice tastes better down there, for sure. Yeah, that's a that's a hard follow, by the way. Airdrop King of the Cosmos. I don't know, maybe NFT Airdrop King of the Cosmos. Man, there's not a lot of great airdrops in this. <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, everybody gets their own opinion, you know. I I, uh... I appreciate it, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. We try, we try. No, uh, you guys, uh, you guys do some great things, and I'm excited to talk to you about um, your work and uh, your what inspires you and whatnot. Um, so, just to ask everybody possible if you go ahead and share the space um, with your followers as we're trying to build the community around this um, U.S. space. Um, Cosmos uh, here on stateside since the uh, other spaces are a little bit early morning for everybody. And we'll get started in about uh, two minutes or so and just give a couple more people a chance to get in here. Yeah, hopefully we don't get um, we don't get rugged today either. I've been having some trouble with these Twitter spaces recently. Oh, really? I surprisingly have good internet today, so it, um, hopefully it won't be on my on uh, uh, another rugging today. But we haven't gotten rugged on the show yet, I don't think. Actually, no, we got rugged on the uh, the Kurt Schilling AMA about five minutes in. But uh, thankfully... Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> of course it was out. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but, um, it only, but it wasn't when we were talking to him. We had... Um, I think we had New York Culture Club on at the time, and then we had uh, we had Alleys, and during one of them, it got rugged for about five minutes, but we lost like half the audience. So let's hope that doesn't happen today. We won't, we won't speak that into existence. So um, and, no, no, it's fine. And just to give people a quick update from uh, um, NFT, or I'm sorry, not NFT, I see that's future, uh, Ethereum Denver. We had uh, we met a lot of. Uh, Great people down there. Uh, Dora Hacks, which is going to be a great partner for us when we uh, launch our token with hackathons um, to do hackathons and bring developers into the ecosystem. So we're very excited about that. Got a chance to meet the Akash team down there. Um, at Adam from uh, Akash, who we're doing our um, academy for. And 
got the opportunity to meet uh, some of the Cosmos Space guys once again, which is always fun. Um, you know, so great, great, th great times all around. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see Sandy, um, who was down there for a couple of days, but she was the altitude, uh, like me was kind of messing with her a little bit as well. So, um, she didn't stick around too long, but the, the altitude's crazy up there, man. I'll tell you, it literally, uh, it, it catches you by surprise if you're not, you know, if you're not expecting it and you don't plan for it, there's people down there that like, they'll bring literal oxygen tanks with them. So they can have the extra oxygen because you know when you're five thousand six hundred feet above sea level and you're used to being uh you know at sea level or you know a little bit higher than that it's it's it sucks the it sucks the life out of you for the first few like four or five days yeah especially just flying in to you know i mean it's <laughs> you're getting dropped into a, a brand new climate yeah man but, but like the there's literally less oxygen in the air too so like that's why, like, when the Broncos play at home, they got such a big advantage, and now it makes sense. Because I was doing uh, Flix Talk the day after I got there, the morning after, and I walked from where, like, you get breakfast to my room, and I, like, I felt like I was having a panic attack because, like, I was talking, like, fast, and I was also, like, you know, I, I, like, ran up the stairs to get back to the room, and I get back to the room, and I'm just like, what the hell's going on? Like, I, I almost, like, passed out from, like, the, like, lightheadedness. It was crazy. I never felt like that in my life. But um, interesting, interesting feeling to, to say the least. But um, let's get started. Yeah, I was hope I was hoping to make it to Ethereum Denver this year. I had some some work things come up, couldn't make it. But I saw a bunch of great people out there. I love the cash too. You got to talk to those guys while you're there. Yeah, no, I definitely recommend going, man. It's uh, like NFTs and. Uh, NFTs were a big part of it. They had a really nice, uh, like gallery of artwork from, from different artists, uh, which, you know, I think once we, uh, you know, once we, we gotta, we gotta get some, uh, in real life events more than just Cosmoverse for the Cosmos, you know, we gotta, we gotta plan some more events like organically as a community. And I think that'll be key to, you know, getting adoption from Cosmos, uh, or to Cosmos It's just having more events, you know, like, uh, pop-up events around the country from actual just members of the cosmos community you know get, uh, meetups in, in the cities that you're in and just try to like recruit people with um you know with uh i'm sure you can get a maybe even apply for like a grant you know or maybe there'll be a dao that handles uh meetups maybe that's an idea for somebody you know just handle meetups all around the world and just encourage people that are in the community to start setting up um meetup events and they're sitting like especially around major cities like you know new york city i know does it every now and then uh, i see one pop up on eventbrite but um you know if you want to grow the community it takes uh, effort from everybody to go out and like try to recruit more people and bring them into the community and explain to them why cosmos is the greatest place to be um in web3 so um maybe someone will take that idea and run with it and start up a uh, a meetup style but I'll get yeah, that'd be awesome seeing seeing the cosmos people take over other events too. It's pretty nice, as you know. I guess a lot of those people interested, they get to talk to me with other developers and other ecosystems. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, hackathons. I'm sure get developer communities in, involved, and I think one great way of getting you know uh, younger people involved is through video games and whatnot. Uh, and I know Tardy Grades uh, came out with his own game uh, very recently, which is awesome. Um, and uh you know we've got tangled in the community but i think that's one other another way that we can really bring adoption to omniflex specifically is through 
uh, getting people uh, involved that are game developers and get them start using using our infrastructure to build stuff. But one person that I know that uses our infrastructure very well to build uh, community is uh, Mr. IBC Mafia. And I'm very excited to uh, have you on today because I've been following you since pretty much uh, you started with OmniFlix and I've always been impressed with the way that you utilize um, you know, the airdrop to build your community because that's something that I'm a very big proponent of uh, is you know, by giving people a stake in your project, you now have brought them into your community, hopefully as a longtime you know, uh, consumer of your work. So can you kind of, uh, first off, just introduce yourself uh, however you would like to um, and give me a, like just a, like a quick 60 seconds on, you know, how you got into the Web3 and um, into Web3 and where your artistic inspiration comes from. Maybe not in 60 seconds, take as much time as you want. Yeah, I mean, um, the artistic, you know, connection has not always been there with the investing. I've I've been in the space for a long time and I held a uh, Cosmos assets and, you know, I've been involved in the community, uh, for quite a while. Um, you know, got in touch with Omniflix, just wanted to kind of add value anywhere I could in the community at the time. Um, and the reason we, we do these airdrops like that to build the community is because we started off from a very small following. We figured it's, uh, probably the best idea is to kind of build a, a community of of people that you you can trust you know and um you have faith in overall and then you can monetize it later in any way you see fit but mostly we just kind of we see a lot of cool things happening in the space of nfts and just wanted to experiment with that and be able to just spread them out and the easiest way is just airdrop them you know to people it also brings uh and and they've gotten value out of these nfts which is great you know um so that's it. and it just keeps building from there. You know, we through a bear market, we it's never been the goal to just extract as much value as possible. Um, we kind of just want to build as a, a strong following, you know. So no, that's 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 the key in Web three, man. You gotta have you gotta have a strong following and a loyal and dedicated following that um you know that cares about you and cares about your work and cares about um you know just the ideas that you uh, put out, which I really think it's cool how you have um, kind of like incorporated different storylines into your work. And like, um, like I've told you before, I'd love to see you create like a, you know, something animated, like a, um, you know, where there's like a, like a short film or even like a, like a series, like some, something like that. I think you'd be like really cool. You do something really cool with, with that, just with the cool ideas that you have, uh, especially Pharaohs of Atlantis. Um, can you talk, can you talk a little bit about your, uh, thought process and starting that collection and, uh, how you, um, came into wanting to get into web three and be an artist? Um, did, have you been, you know, doing art since you were younger or is this something that you've taken up recently? Yeah, I've always, I mean, it's always been a hobby of mine, you know, um, but it was never like, a anything that I monetized at any point. Uh, it's just something I like doing. Uh, a lot of this comes from we have watched all these projects develop over time and supported them. Um, you know, we love a lot of these projects, but I, like me in particular, when I'm watching some of them throughout this space, you you watch them and you're like, ah, oh, but I, I wish I could have, you know, had some involvement because I probably would have gone this direction or 
um, things like that. But you you take some value from from each project that you're you're building with. Um, so, and then whenever we started, like I started using AI uh, art, and I realized that you know it it's not so much about the artwork with AI. Um, it's more about like the 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 engineering aspect of like the prompts and things like that, which would make for great for uh, telling stories um, with the imagery. Cause I, I thought of that first as being more of a, a writer than an artist is, uh, you know, it would be really cool to be in the middle of writing something. You could just visualize what you're writing immediately. Uh, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's endless too. You can keep developing the story with that. And, you know, it's so early in the AI that the, these things are just going to keep getting better and better at what they do. So we want to show that evolution through the project over time as well, which is why we didn't just release it all at once. We started really small and just keep airdropping the story as it goes. So is the air, uh, the Pharaohs of Atlantis story, is that story complete or are you still adding to it? Uh both of those, the Pharaohs of Atlantis and Rise of the Aztecs, we're gonna we're gonna kind of combine those stories at the end. Um, there is gonna be an addition to both of those, but it's gonna be in a different way. So, oh, so they'll kind of like the storylines will blend together. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. So, um, so how does it work uh, in terms of the way that you do your um, releases of the artwork? So you, anybody that's part of your community and, and holds a piece of art gets anything that you make in the future. Is that right? Yeah, basically. Uh, you know, that's another reason we started off with a really small collection is we could take like 50 people that are strong believers in a project that, you know, basically at the time has no value at the beginning uh, and then just develop it off them. And then more people want to get involved. And that's why we do things like the auctions or things like that to allow, you know, we, we keep adding more people so that they can each airdrop is basically larger than the next, but because we don't want to make that's so that that's the plan is basically when we tie these stories in together, most likely it's going to be a standalone collection. That's uh, much larger because we would like to drop to not only uh, those communities, but a few other, uh, communities that supported us before so so it's going to extend out to other communities even if they're not holders they might from holding something else from a project that you know you guys have like worked with or um you know been close with you they'll also be getting the benefits of the future of the next collection potentially that's the plan because i mean I'll, i'm involved in a lot of different projects in the ecosystem so i would like to kind of you know and i we've derived value from a lot of these different projects and not only nft projects but you know holders of others um you know so and with things like the cross-chain nfts and things like that it it opens up some uh interesting possibilities so no for sure Uh, and i I really love the santa claus collection that was a great uh that was a great great uh holiday gift for people i think uh it was kind of an interesting take on santa claus (laughs) Yeah, that was fun. That was kind of fun. Like, a, I don't you, even know what it was like. Your, um, like what your thought process was for that? Um, well, at first we were going to release like just a um, holiday NFT collection for Omniflix, but then we, we had made a bunch of these um, 
because the thing with the AI is that I'm making a, you know, I might make a thousand images for, for every couple that I use because I use the best ones. Um, but then you're left with a lot of great imagery that, you know, you can't really use in a certain collection. So when we were developing these uh, Christmas collections for somebody else, we, we, we had some of those, we were like, this is awesome. We got, we got to give at least some, we want to see some people with these PFPs. So. So when you see, um, just taking the Santa collection, you've got a price of 10 Adam or, um, I guess the floor would be a hundred Juno right now, since Juno is under a buck. Um, but so the floor price on normal, um, you know, on the fixed price sale is just under a hundred bucks. And then you've got the, um, the auction, um, one the uh, auction Santa that ends in 13 days is actually at a bargain for three Adam right now, since Adam is down a little bit, that's uh that's not a bad deal right there. Um, how do you feel when you see that you're not only are people holding your work and not just, you know, going out and trying to dump it back on the market, but they're, you know, in some cases paying, paying a premium for it. Oh, uh, that's the most exciting part because it, you know, those sold for uh 0.5 Adam to begin with. And then, yeah, so, and, and like with the other collections, most of them were airdrop, you know, so, right. um, you know, and it, I just, we just like to show that not every project has to be extracting value, you know, because we don't have a big overhead or anything like that with what we're doing. So there's no reason to really, to really mark up the price. And also I love, even in crypto, you know, I've always, that's, I was involved with Bitcoin first and um, Adam and then a few other projects, but I love projects that start at basically nothing. And, and, you know, these, uh, the community is what ends up deriving the value. So, so who got you into web three? Did you kind of just find it yourself or did somebody, uh, kind of like push you into it? Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I've invested in stocks and things like that before. So it was just, uh, kind of natural to end up, end up there, I guess just kind of uh, mostly just speculating at first, but then I was, you know, I got deeply interested in the, the technology of it. Um, also, I, you know, I have my core philosophies kind of, kind of align with, you know, the, the core philosophies of crypto. So it was just a natural progression. Gotcha. Um, now looking forward for your, you know, uh, let's call it your web three career. Where do you see that going in terms of, um, you know, in terms of the future collections, do you have stuff that's in the pipeline that you're, uh, that you're planning on putting out? Yeah. Like I said, we have a, a collection that we have right now that's lined up. I, you know, don't want to give all the details on that, but we've, we put no, a I mean, lot of effort in. Outside of Pharaoh's and rise of the Aztecs, like do you have uh, other, other, other like uh, storylines that you want to try to, uh, uh, I guess build out or yeah, yeah. I've, like basically, what I've done is uh, just created. I've any time that I you know have a idea of writing or anything like that, I've I've visualized it in the past uh, year or so. So I mean, I have probably a close to insane collection of of, of ideas and things like that that we could build off of. Um, it really too much to even do so we're going to probably just end up picking the the best ideas going forward and 
we'll use, you know, our idea is basically to come up with great storylines and artwork, and then we'll allow the tooling and things like that to be built out in the ecosystem to derive the most value for these collections uh, later, you know, so. So are you, um, so what's your, uh, do you have a day job, like a nine to five or whatever, um, you know, like a, a real life job, I should say, I, guess I should call it. Or if, if you're comfortable sharing about that, I was just curious, like what your background is and like, you know, what you're, uh, what you do like on your day to day. I'll say, I mean, I was, uh, by trade, I was a welder for most of my, my career. And then, um, you know, so, it, and right now that's, I'm working in something similar to that. That's, Welding is kind of an art, really. It's an art form for sure. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, because I worked in architecture also. So, you know, I had the chance to work in the office, but uh, I, I just always loved, you know, I've been a stick, MIG, TIG welder all, you know, most of my life. So, you ever burn yourself really badly doing that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I've dropped molten metal down into my glove before. <laughs> oh, my God. That's brutal. That's got to be like, you got to like see, not even see stars. You got to like, it's like blackout pain. Yeah. It's a, it's a different, different experience, but uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. You literally like feel your skin melting, don't you? Yeah. It's probably not as painful as watching some of these stable coins depeg, though. <laughs> I'm to bring it back to that. Uh, you, you might be right about that um so speaking of which um have you have have you been trying to trade the volatility or um or the i guess the tragedy of the market uh i'll be fully honest like i took a loss whenever uh usdc first depeg because i held some of it but most of what i've held for the past since you know we've been in a liquidity crisis in the market anyway I, most of what i've held is dollars um either that or you know bitcoin and my other assets that i if you know i'm I'm willing to take a loss on those if i had to anyway so but so i took like whenever it was at 95 i think it, you know i uh sold out of it but then i speculated some at 91 cents so made a made a little bit back i mean the i don't know i don't know what the next shoe to drop is but um, I'm hoping they can just kind of like maybe go barefoot for a while and not drop any more shoes. Yeah, yeah. Usually, I see whenever it's overhyped, um, whenever everybody's expecting something, it, a lot of times it doesn't really play out like that. It wouldn't make as much sense. Um, what would be even worse is if a, if another stable, you know, people sell out of this one, go into a different stable, and maybe that one is on a real crisis. But that would be not good. <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, like another bank, another like U.S. bank could potentially go under. Um, I think it was New York Mellon, if I'm not mistaken. I forget um, exactly which. But, you know, if it's like the contagion from uh, I, I, you can't even call the Silicon Valley thing really contagion from FTX necessarily, because that's a lot of, you know, a lot of traditional startups take money from from that bank. Uh, and down in Silicon Valley. So, like, I don't know how much of that has to do with crypto, but it sure as hell affected crypto uh, quite a bit. Yeah, that's the thing that a lot of times um, people in crypto aren't really grasping as much as that all of this is top down. You know, there's only so much money in markets, period. And whenever you have 
huge events like that that cause people to de-risk across major assets, it's inevitable that, you know, it's going to also come down to Bitcoin and then the, the rest of the markets. Um, there's nothing you can really do about that. So the best thing you can do is de-risk also, you know, at the time. Um, even if you have to take, like, I took a 5% loss whenever I, you know, and, and it may seem stupid now because it's going to go back up to a, a dollar, but this is the reason that you have stop losses on things is that you, you have a print, you do it off principle. You know, you're not just going to accept a, a drawdown 25%. You would rather just take that, that 5% loss. And so I, I think people just need to be more um, reasonable with understanding that things aren't just going to pump out of, out of nowhere. Um, yeah. If the rest of them, if broader macro things like this are, are going on and I also wouldn't try to front run them and go shorten things too, because they're, banks are way ahead of <laughs> ahead of the rest of the market you know you can't think that you're smarter than feds or or these people so yeah but i mean you know people probably are expecting uh you know it's always i always find that when the, the market expects one thing the other happens or if they expect one thing the other will happen really quickly just to get everybody that you know is expecting whatever to happen get them out and then then it'll happen yeah yeah it's a shakeout it's like it's like a lag or something yeah it's it's a it's a you know it's a money grab really unfortunately but um a lot of the centralized exchanges i think are starting to uh i guess I don't want to say get what's coming to them, but the centralized exchanges that front run and uh, counter trade their uh, their users, they uh, they'll, they'll get theirs at some point. Yeah, and this is why markets over time reward the most patient because if people are emotionally reacting off news, they're way ahead of you, um, and, and you're always going to get front ran by these people. So, you know, and at at times whenever everything's bottom there's no liquidity in the markets this is prime time for manipulation of any kind so i'd expect a lot more you know news events like that let's prepare and just uh saying as always anybody else has any uh thing they want to add feel free to uh, pop your hand up and bring you up bring bring you on up um the more the merrier now uh going back to you with your um learning about the ibc mafia um, what would you say is something that you are, um, very passionate about outside of art? And then I'm going to give you the, uh, rapid fire questions. Uh, probably let's see crypto. I like, I'm passionate about a lot of things, actually, uh, history, crypto, uh, in general, you know, sports, there's a lot of different things that I like. What's your favorite moment in history? Uh, I don't know. I might, people might not like, uh, I, I have different. I, I like a lot of uh, studying a lot of like the great rulers throughout history. So I like things like Alexander the Great, Genghis Khan, you know, these people that uh, I look, you know, always, I grew up reading, reading, so. Strong man. What's that? The strong man. The strong man. I like, uh, you talking about like power lifters, things like that throughout history. Oh, no, like, you know, like, uh, like a strong leader. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Strongman, yeah, yeah. I thought you said okay. Yeah, yeah. That's I, I like that. You know. No, I, I can, I can, I can feel that. I can that resonates uh, to an extent. Uh, I, I, 
I look back into history and I see, you know, I don't want to get too like, you know, philosophical or anything like that, but I look back into history and I see the, you know, the, the strongest leaders uh, are the ones where the that, that that survived in most cases. So, um, gotta stay strong out there. Yeah, exactly. I think, well, you know, there's a balance in life too with good and evil too. So these people, they, they changed the world. They changed history. People like Genghis Khan, you know, he's neither in a way he's neither good nor bad. You know, it's interesting to read on, read into these people because he did a lot of evil things, but you know. Yeah. You got two sides to every story too. You know, somebody that somebody thinks is evil, then other people might think that they're, um, it's, you gotta think about it from the perspective of like, um at, at least back in at least back in older times you know you got to think about it like you know it's you're it's you versus them and if you're gonna you know be weak you're gonna get killed and you're not gonna be there anymore then your civilization will end so thankfully it's not like that today yeah and it was necessary for all the great things that you that came out of it later you know so that's the even more interesting part so it's a lot of terrible things that are ultimately necessary to become uh there's there's always a light at the end of the tunnel i think you can take that throughout anywhere in life too i mean you it's like to be honest with with the things going on in the markets you as terrible as it would be people would be better off if um if, if they just ultimately allowed pain to happen as it should it, we've been building up for too long you know if you become over leveraged it's the pain is eventually going to happen and it's just going to be so much worse if you don't allow certain things to, to play out oh yeah and i mean the one th- and the one way to avoid the um you know the the scarier and like uh more horrifying aspects of history to repeat themselves is by protecting what we have today because if you protect what we got today you know then you don't have to repeat that but you know, God forbid civilization ever falls. You got to go start. You got to go back to the drawing board and start from scratch. So protect what you got today and uh, be thankful for what you have today. And you, maybe you won't have to go back and start from scratch again. Let me get, see. We got we got tangled in the audience. Two of them looking at some of the stuff he's been making. It's been pretty nice. That card game's awesome, man. I still have not participated in in a lot of these, so I you know feel bad, but man. I've been watching their work. It's awesome. I'm looking forward to playing Sisla in round one of this uh, upcoming tournament. Um, Tangled, do you want to hop up and um, and give a shout out about the upcoming tournament? We are um, very happy to hear from you as well, always. Um, but I got to get to your rapid. I love fire. tardigrades too, by the way. <laughs> I see them down there. The yeah. I got started playing the new game that you put out there, and uh, it's like. It's almost like uh, Jetman. Like I get, it's like addicting, like Jetman. Um, I don't know if you remember Jetman back in the day, but yeah, I do. I haven't played it. I look, look cool. Hey, what's up, Tangles? You there, Tangles? You're muted if you're talking, Tangles. Sorry, I dropped my phone because the uh, shambles. But I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Good, uh, good morning to you. GM, GM to you guys or G, GN. Um, thanks for having me on. What's going on? So, um, wanna wanna talk to us a little bit about the uh, the Omni tournament? Yeah. So the Omni 
Omni Championship was announced. Um, it was announced last week. It's going to kick off shortly after the 20th of March. Um, there's just been a lot of stuff going on in, in the development space. I've been working with Wild Developer at the moment. He's just all he's all over the place at the moment doing some of the biggest projects, um, working with ONFTs. I think he's doing stuff with um, um, Skellies as well. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, a lot of tight timeframes trying to be met. But yesterday, I also launched the Mint and Win, just to incentivize any any new players or any existing players that want to, um, you know, buy new starter decks and trying to uh, improve their and build their deck before the championship. So there's those those two main things that are happening at the moment. There's the Omni Championship, which is Signups are open now up until the 20th of March. All you need to do is have a starter deck uh, from season two. And then you just join the um, the Tangled Hub Discord and just confirm that you have a starter deck and that you want to participate in the upcoming championship, which is has, you know, a really, really good prize pool. It's a 140 Osmo um, Proof of Wind NFT and a ultra nft there's just there's, i think in total it's um over 300 osmo prize pool and nfts so it's pretty cool pretty pretty nice little bounty there for the championship but um so that's going to be kicking off double elimination from the 20th you know how it is um everyone has 24 to 36 hours to compete in their bracketed matches and as you progress you have basically two chances to to get to the finals we have um a couple of clear um, players, you know, legacy players. There's, there's the general. There's Dark Emperor. We had STC um, step up and finish in third. Sorry, we got Liam joining us now too, right? That's a massive thing. So Liam is going to be joining in just to really, um, you know, throw a spanner in the works and just to see. He really wants to just get his head around the game. He's he's really diving into the cosmos gaming community at the moment as you know he's running that page he's he's working with a lot of the gaming developers and um and nft projects relating to gaming to really kind of centralize i know that's that seems to be a bad word but just kind of create a um central point of contact for all of us so that we're all aware of what everyone's doing so shout out to him make sure you follow cosmos gaming community and um, there's also a Discord as well. Get around that. Um, but that's that's amazing. That's exciting having Liam on on board. Um, I think he's going to try to do some streams. Uh, Omniflix, you know, sits like you. Hopefully for the grand final, you'll be live streaming as well for that grand final. Um, Hopefully I'll be playing. Sorry. Hopefully I'll be playing. Yeah. Hope. I, ideally, you'd be in the grand final, Chef. Um, but you know, hopefully there is a live stream anyway. And um, if you aren't, if you aren't playing, or if you are playing, I'm sure that you'll be able to do some commentary there. Oh, absolutely! I, I, I'm a good multitasker. Um, um, yeah, we got to get Mr. Fox. We got to get Mr. Fox on there. Get him. Get a deck and jump on and use his um, analytical mind in in the TA game and, and use it to strategy games. And let's, let's see how he goes. Make a chart of the other players. <laughs> you know, I think chart their moves. Yeah, we, you know, like use whatever strategy. It, it all comes down to um, 
it really comes down to like someone was talking to me about it the other day, but it's really simple. But at the at the outer edge of the game, it, it there's this mind game that happens between the players because um it only takes one or two moves and then and and then you know it's over. Like but it happens towards the middle to the end of the round. It's like okay, you make one mistake and, and that whole game is over. So, you know, Chris, Chris is in the in the chats. He knows about it. He's going to be gunning for it. He actually, it was. It, I feel sorry for Chris because in the last community championship or the um last community competition, he went through a monsters row in his in his bracket. Like I think he went through um the Genesis General and he had to try to go through Dark Emperor, and um yeah, he he went through a monsters row there. So. Um, he's going to be looking to get that podium placement for this upcoming championship. But outside of the championship, you know, we're just trying to get everyone gaming. You know, in the background, it's well known now. There's the IBC gaming app that we're working on. So the i the idea is by middle of 2023, hopefully, uh, we're no longer using Google Sheets and everything is more automated. We don't have to worry about validating people's ownerships through looking at the um, OmniFlix wallets, um, and it's going to be a lot smoother, a lot quicker. Games, are, it's easy to onboard people. So I'm really appreciating that everyone's putting up with um, the Google Sheets kind of interface at the moment. Um, but again, to incentivize everyone to join in and, and get a starter deck, we've also deployed nine bonus bundles. If you mint certain... Uh, cosmic NFT. So every startup deck has a cosmic NFT. If you mint certain ones, um, you're entitled to very specifically tailored bonus bundles. So if you mint a Genesis General NFT, you're going to get a free starter deck, right? If you mint a Sitzler the Fixer um, NFT, cosmic NFT, you're going to get a batch of amazing um, OmniFlix ONFTs, which includes Mr. Fox's. Um, one of his collections, one of his pieces in there as well. There's Fantastical Animals and um, Pega has also donated a rug art NFT for that. So that's a nice little package. Or if you get a regen, you know, if you get a regen um, rebel NFT, you're obviously going to get some regen tokens. So it's all very tailored to the specific cosmic NFT. And um, I might, I might share that the, the mint and win bundle, if that's all right, just to, um, just so everyone knows what I'm talking about. Anybody that's ever in one, of, at least the ones that I'm hosting, you're welcome to pin whatever you want up on the, um, you know, up on the board there. Uh, you're, you don't have to ask permission to speak, you know, as long as things are, don't get like reckless. Um, yeah, you don't, it's very lax here. It's, this is like, um, you know, when the, like, you know, I don't want to use um, like a, a divorce, uh, like, analogy but it's like you know when you go to dad's house and dad lets you do whatever you want it's kind of like that but with a little bit more structure around it um it's just you know i, I like to give people the freedom to express themselves and to say what's on their mind um without too much um you know, I, i'm not a big structure guy i like um you know, I, I like being outside of the box letting people express themselves as they as they like and as they see fit yeah, that's, that's why I come on thing. these spaces. I don't come. I don't come on uh, any other spaces actually besides these. Because yeah, I'm mostly at a in the background kind of guy doing things, you know. So, but 
um, yeah, it's more laid back here. I, I enjoy that. Appreciate that. We appreciate that, man. Um, and we got to get to one thing of structure, which is the rapid fire questions, which I know Tangled loved uh, during his appearance on in the spotlight. Are are these hard? What are they? <laughs> what are what are the questions? It depends what it depends what you call hard. They're just rapid fire questions. If okay. you don't want to answer them, you don't no, I'm good. To... No, no, I'm saying like if there's one that you don't want to answer, you can just say pass, and that's uh, and we'll go on to the next one. Um, and then they're going to be basically questions about um, you know your preferences between one thing and another, or your um, you know a direct question where just like first thing that pops in, pops into your head, or um, you know, things along that. It's just like rapid fire questions, basically. Um, and if there's something that you don't want to answer, you're not comfortable sharing, just say pass, and we'll we'll pass it. Sounds good. So you ready to go? Yeah, let's go. All right. So we'll start with with an easy one for you. Uh, blue or red? Red. Day or night? Night. One or a hundred? I would do fifty. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well played. Um what's the greatest conflict you ever had to deal with? Oh pass. Yeah. Uh something not personal, I'm trying to think. Um something not to, you know, what depress somebody. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's pass on that one. Fair enough. Um abstract or um structured? Abstract. Paint or pencil? I like them both, um, but pencil. Pencil. Why pencil? I like uh, simplicity. Fair. Very fair. Can I just say that that Chev just threw out some really like red herring basic questions and in the middle of it went, what's your biggest conflict? And then back to like <laughs> paint or pencil. <laughs> no, bro. Like, I'm waiting for the for the next one's like what? <laughs> I see that's all that's gonna so work. Right? It's like, oh yeah, what's what's your favorite color? What's the deepest darkest secret? Oh, do you like hamburgers? <laughs> yeah, you gotta love them to sleep, you know. Maybe then then you, then you get like the real answers out. This is what he's like on dates, but it works <laughs> wonderfully. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you, if only you knew. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, anyway, favorite book? Uh, Walden's Pond, Henry Thoreau. I don't know if anybody knows that, but let's go. What's it about? Uh, it's like uh, philosophy, basically. Okay. It's kind of a story of a guy that just goes, uh, he just decides to live as ridiculously simple as possible uh, going back to the simplicity thing this guy he just he takes it to the extreme it's kind of <laughs> like uh you know yeah somebody taking stoicism or something to the extreme it, that's what he did but it's an interesting book he's an interesting guy he's looking up yeah can you share the share it with me when uh after the space if you could uh definitely check it out that sounds interesting yeah <laughs> um what was your first job Oh, on a construction site, labor. What is your favorite month? July, a birthday, and it's summer. 
Hot or cold? Hot. <laughs> Figured. Um, what's your favorite food? Uh, I like spicy foods. I don't have a particular favorite food. Like a lot of Spanish dishes. Let's say let's say you're on uh God forbid, you know, let's say you're on death row and you got one meal left. What's your meal? <laughs> uh I don't know, man. <laughs> I could probably tell you I could probably tell you more about the conflict than what <laughs> <laughs> like a, why would you be on death row? Go. Well that's what I said, God forbid. Um, I, 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 again, it would be simple. It'd be like chicken pot pie. That's what I would eat. That's not that simple. That's pretty, that's like kind of, I mean, for, if you're making like a homemade chicken pot pie, that is far from simple. Classic Southern dish, you know, but yeah. I love me a good chicken pot pie. I like the one time that I've had one that was like, you know, freshly made and not from like a TV dinner. Oh my God. It's some. It's like something else. Oh yeah, it's got to be fresh. You know, dough made by hand. Yeah, all that. No, no banquet uh, TV dinners. No. That's uh that's a very that's not that's not a basic one. That's a that's a little bit more than plain. So um, that I'll 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 give you a a handshake for that one because that is a definitely that's not that takes time to make man that you know that that takes time to make. Yeah, it takes some love, but it's not a, you know, it's not a crazy dish. Most people wouldn't think, but yeah, it definitely takes time to make. Uh, so who is your, uh, who's somebody that you look up to? Like, uh, I have a lot of heroes, man. I like a lot of athletes, so, um, fighters. I always, uh, Muhammad Ali was somebody I looked up to, actually, growing up. Do you ever box? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I still well, I still box actually. Uh, you know, just kind of working out. But yeah, I used to actually compete. How are you? I was, you know, I never was trying to to compete at like a high level. So I was no, pretty I good, but I never I, I was pretty good, but I never tested myself against somebody uh, great. So I really don't you know I was pretty good when I was boxing. Long story short, if there's a fight at Cosmoverse and you're there, we 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 want you there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, we can. <laughs> I, we want you and all the New York guys. I'd imagine <laughs> uh, also the Australians uh, exactly. that are in the community are all. Yep. Jeez. The but. Wiley Australians got to have them. Is Wiley an Australian word? I don't know if it is. I think it is. Uh, or I could just be thinking Wallaby. Well, Tangled has his hand up. He'd probably tell us. Tangled, you don't have to put your hand up. Just chime in, man. I don't know about that Wiley. All I know about is Wiley Coyote, so I'm not sure. Um, but I wanted to bring up a question, a boxing question. What style of boxer are you? And also, second question, Philly Shell or Peekaboo? <laughs> Traditional style, basically, but Peekaboo. Uh, definitely love that style. Although, uh, me personally, I'm more of, you know, I kind of switched, would be switching in and out, but I, I'm better with a Philly show, kind of use like range. Peekaboo, though, is always most uh, impressive to me. 
Tangled, maybe we should set up a um, you know, a backyard boxing match between IBC Mafia and a kangaroo and make sure the, the kangaroo's nails are cut. Yeah, look, look, it's 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 actually possible. So I don't the video. don't don't give this idea. Don't let it sink in, Chev, because I know you. <laughs> like in a, in a couple of years, there'll be some shit going down, and Mister Fox will be bloody <laughs> left hooking her, and we'll all be in jail, and he'll be having to get that pot pie, you know, <laughs> right on death row for for animal cruelty or something. God, no, God forbid. Luckily for anybody that would have to watch that, I feel like I would get destroyed by a kangaroo. So there's no way I'm fighting a kangaroo. I feel like <laughs> I feel like the, I've seen that. I've seen that where the gadget, but it looked like the kangaroo just didn't really want to do anything. It could have torn that guy apart right there. <laughs> He's got a sick right cross, though. Yeah, that was nice. That was beautiful. I, I, need, I cannot, need to pin that video. Yeah, seriously. Let me see if I can find it real quick. But that that's like I was blown away when I saw that because I thought kangaroos I thought kangaroos are friendly. I didn't know they could box. No, that that was a male kangaroo that just wandered off somewhere or cuz I think it was like the guy's dog was wandering around near its like family or something. And then so the guy ran up to it. If we're talking about the same video, the guy ran up to it to save his dog and started throwing throwing hands but um you got to look out for the big red kangaroos because if you get into their space they'll they'll um protect their their zones or they're, they're really territorial and it's not the punches mate it's the kicks they sit back on their tail and they'll beat you in the head oh my god that's the thing with fighting any kind of if you were fighting any kind of animal is they have a lot they have a lot more tools they're disposing also they don't care about Things like you're afraid of getting hurt, so you're going to be hesitant to do certain things. Animals, no. <laughs> we'll pop that up in there now, in case anybody hasn't seen it. Now you can uh, check that out. Wait, is this the actual one? Oh, it was from 2016. I think I posted the wrong one. Uh, yeah, this is the wrong one, unfortunately. This is another one, though. I, I can't tell if this one's real or not. Well, it looked like it from the thumbnail, but... <laughs> Oops. Space took a strange turn. Yeah, right? <laughs> For anybody just jumping in. <laughs> yeah, that's a... Very, uh, we'll, we'll see if we can maybe find the right one, but that's definitely not the right one. Uh, if somebody can... You know, if somebody happens to come across that one, let me know, and we'll... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, good thing I didn't accidentally... Oh my god, there's one with a kangaroo on steroids. That's terrifying. Um, yeah, we'll stick with the... Uh, well, we'll leave that there for the moment. And um, let's go back to the uh, the last few rapid-fire questions here for you. Um, what, is your oh, best, sure. what is your best non-curse word insult? Recently, it's been uh, pleb is what's been being thrown around a lot, and it's hilarious uh, to me. I don't, I don't know why it's funny, but it's not. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Now, I don't know if you guys want to participate in this, but I had um, when the, when I had the Flix Fanatics on, I, I did a quick little spelling bee, and 
I had Joseph versus uh, Super Era. Joseph won. Now, I am opening up the floor. If you guys are open to a spelling bee, we can do a Tangled versus uh, IBC, Mafia, IBC Mafia spelling bee. And there'll be Cosmos-related words, and the winner will get an NFT. Tangled just got roped into a spelling bee. <laughs> I, look, I hate spelling, but you know, if that's all we're literally doing is kangaroos, steroids, and spelling bees, well, well, it is what it is. It's, I mean, you know, it's Saturday Night Space. It's more of like the, um, no, it's the, it's the, the chill zone is like the way I like to think of this space. You know, everything is business. You know, business, business, business on Wednesday and Friday. This is more of like a, you know, or. Throw your shoes off and put your feet up on the ottoman, and you know maybe like eat some popcorn on the couch type uh, space more so. You know it's um, hopefully some laughs and some like you know some BS and some um, some just some fun. You know, I'm keen for the spelling bee. Um, I was just wondering if if um, Mr. Fox had like a link to any any previews or anything coming up for his collections, and two. If if before you wrap up the space, if he could give us a little bit of a lowdown on the whole corporate Mr. Fox thing going on, like everyone's jumping on this Dow thing, uh, changing their profile pics, and I haven't been around it, but I see it popping up everywhere, and it'd be cool to just kind of get an idea of how he got into it. But but yeah, that's just like before we wrap up, if that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I'll pin something up here in the. The comments from the collection. Now, if you look at my page, uh, my Twitter profile, I have the auction page that's pinned at the moment. Uh, we're going to be doing an airdrop that's going to be linking these two collections together uh, sometime soon in the future. But uh, and as far as the the corporate thing goes, these uh, profile pictures were free to get uh, if you wanted to mint them. It's um, I believe. Uh, 0.5 Juno or something, and all you got to do is put up a proposal on the uh, Dial Dial page for Juno. And uh, basically, we're just doing that because I've been a you know a community member with Juno for a long time, but obviously, you know, Juno's had its its problems uh, over time. But uh, I think that they do have a strong community, and I think that you know things the power of the meme is something uh, to behold. So if people I, I support things like that that they're doing in the community. So, uh, and also I love what's going on with Dow Dow. Uh, I would like for a lot of those issues to be worked out with Dow Dow first. I'd like to see a, a more projects built there, you know, kind of. But um, I think that there's really some potential there. So, and uh, how did how did the Mister Fox come about? I actually I'm probably the only one in the Dow that created the PFP besides uh, Rama was the guy who uh, was making most of the, the other PFPs for people. They would just DM them and then he would send them over to them. But yeah, so I made the box one. And then that was just <laughs> for the time being, everybody had the, you know, corporation thing. So I just, but I, you know, I, I knew within a week or two, everybody was going to remove the corporation thing from their, <laughs> from their Twitter handle. So I decided to keep obviously see mafia and just and Mr. Fox. You know, it's the handle. <laughs> Yeah, when I first saw that, I thought it was like uh, like something having to do with the the Mexican president Vicente Fox, but I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I love things like uh, you know 
I, there's a lot of different Fox cartoons and things that I'm a big fan of too. So it, it just, I was like, I'm, I don't care. You know, I'm being the Fox in that now. I, I got that one first and uh, we're keeping it. Um, quick question. So what was the first um, NFT that you ever collected? I'm trying to think. Um, the first one, actually, I believe, was from the Knots team on Stargaze. Besides cute crypto girls with Omniflix. Um, but I wasn't ever... I, I forget how I came about getting the cute crypto girls, though. I wasn't... Really, you know, um, I ended up getting one, and that was first NFTs... Back then, I was more interested in the technology than the, most of the artwork that was going around. Um, still, you know, it, I, I think that's the great thing about them, though, is that everybody has their own little niche for collecting NFTs and things. I'm not, like, a big fan of the pixelated art and whatnot. I know that's the, the big thing, and, the, and most people love them, so, you know. But. What was the first airdrop you ever received? Juno, first airdrop. <laughs> That's the, the power of airdrops too. You know, I mean, that still Juno is a community I support, even though, you know, um, I'm more of a you know, I like I I don't take downside risk as much with these things, even though I love the projects, I'll stay in them. Um, you know, I don't, you don't have to hold the token all the way down Do whenever things like banks are collapsing. Do you think you would have ever found Juno without the airdrop? No, probably not. Because um, at the time, like, I wasn't involved in the ecosystem as much. I held Adam forever before I ever um, really got involved with communities of different things. And that's something that yeah. NFTs do also, is NFTs kind of draw you into, uh, you know, actually interacting with these communities. So. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, and I mean, that uh, kind of the same for me. I was holding Adam since like 2018 or 2019 and I had it staked on like Atomic Wallet or something, which I never used. And every now and then I'd go back and like check on it, make sure my money was still there. Um, but I, I had like maybe 10 or 15 of them staked uh, just for like the, the hell of it. I like on a whim bought them. And then I see the, you know, the Juno airdrop and then there's an Osmosis airdrop. And then after that, I was like, uh, they had me sucked in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I held Adam. Um, I, be, I I followed the founders, you know, forever. I, I'm a big believer in following the people and the ecosystem you believe in, you know, and they, they'll usually go on to do great things. Um, and you can find projects in that way instead of just having to speculate randomly, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, um, oh, I almost forgot to ask you one other thing. With your um, upcoming collections, um, will you be collaborating with any other artists in the community, or um, are they solo projects? Well, yeah, like I said, um, so I'll give a little bit of alpha here. I don't want to give out the whole ideas for the collections because we haven't uh, fully fleshed it out because we're also looking at the, some of the new tooling that's being built. Um, but basically, we have over uh, 5,000 pieces of art for the thing that was going to tie in these. So we don't know if we're going to use all those or um, how we're exactly going to do it. But it, we would like to be able to drop to multiple communities. So not only our 
holders, but, um, you know, some of these other great creators in the community. So a collaboration with some of them will be great. Uh, and we'll be working that out within the next couple weeks. So how does the interoperability, like with the game of NFTs, for example, how does, does that change your uh, way of thinking about how you release a collection or launch a collection or like how big to make it? Or um, does that change anything? Yeah, for sure. Um, because I'm look, you know, at the same time, I was looking at the different dials and things like that created and, and wondering, um, you know, what's a what's a actually a good way of creating one of those that's um, still secure without, you know, risking all the profits. But I would also like um, these community driven projects to actually be, you know, the finances even be community driven. So that would be kind of interesting to look at. And then whenever we see things uh, like interoperable NFTs and being able to switch between stargaze and things like that, because you can actually stake the those NFTs uh, with DowDow. And that's going to allow Omniflix and Stargaze most likely to be. You know, so, yeah, it's very exciting times in the NFT space, man. And uh, down the line, a little bit further, you know, we'll have the EVM hookup where NFTs can go back and forth, um, you know, from chain to chain. And uh, some alpha here on that, just um, something I heard through the grapevine while I was down in Denver. But the way that that would, in a sense, work. Uh, potentially would be in a sense you know you take one asset uh from say you know take like let's say a board ape and you would wrap it and you know behind the scenes then the little the wrapped asset would uh pop on over to uh the cosmos side and there you go you have your cosmos nft and then the other one would stay locked on the ethereum side or evm side and you know they would be able to go back and forth and then you just have lock you know a lock and unlock and lock and unlock and uh they can travel from marketplace to marketplace the only tricky thing will be i guess making sure that the the way that the metadata is written is compatible with whatever marketplace but i'm sure there's ways to finagle that but um now that's coming down the line too and that'll open it up to even more uh you know even more potential users or members of your community and uh, there's a lot, you know, a lot of opportunities that are coming uh, the way of NFT artists in these next few months here. Yeah, I think NFTs are going to have the first real interoperability in the space, which is ironic, you know, but um, that's going to be the best way going forward because that's 90% of the reason that uh, there's not an inflow of users, I think, is that people, I mean, I know from a perspective of somebody who's not like a, you know a developer or something like that in the beginning you would um you you don't want to learn a new marketplace just because you've spent so much time investing and learning and doing all this to to actually be able to interact with these nfts on ethereum or something like that that you you don't want to go to a different one and lose your nfts on your other one you know the work you put in or at least not lose them but you know stop interacting with what's going on there so if you can actually transfer back and forth uh, i think people are a lot more likely to be using a bunch of different marketplaces 100 percent, and then you can take advantage of the tooling on different marketplaces you know if you can do if you can move it over to one place where you can do one thing with it and then move it over to someplace else where you can do another thing with it and then find a way to like carry all of those like you know useful things that you just uh spruced up your uh well i guess that would be more with dynamic nfts but um 
that's also in the future. So um, very interesting things coming forth in uh, the space as, as a whole for the NFT artists, NFT collectors, and um, you know, all you guys that are creating them, which are uh, doing you know doing such an incredible job building your own communities and um, and. You know, for a lot of you, probably stepping out of your comfort zone and getting out of uh, the state of being an introvert and getting out in the community and talking about yourself, which is probably not easy for some of you to do. It's definitely not easy for me to do, uh, uh, to speak publicly as often as I do. But um, I would hope I'm getting better at it and uh, definitely enjoy sharing my time with you guys on Fridays and Saturdays and sometimes Wednesdays and learning more about what you guys are up to. Because uh, you guys are my uh, my small extended family from the uh, from the Internet Web three Legion, so appreciate you guys. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate uh, OmniFlix, especially they get a, like you said a lot of. I mean, especially artists. A lot of the best artists that would be in the NFT community are extreme introverts. You know, they're way less likely to actually get involved with things in the community to begin with, even though those are might end up being the most valuable projects later because um these other ones that are just extremely hyped and things like that are built by traders that eventually all the value is extracted out of those um yep 100 percent. um so does anybody else have any questions for mr fox or mr fox anything that you'd like to share the um no the stage is yours so Anything you want to share or ask of anybody else? No, like I said, just um, if you want to go uh, check out the auctions we have up for uh, Rise of the Aztecs on Marketplace on Omniflix, um, those are going to be up there. We'll probably be adding another round of them within the next uh, week or so. And after that, any of the holders are going to, we'll have a, a set date, just be watching the feed. You know, we'll uh, give information, but we'll be doing a snapshot of the holders and then We'll be given a lot more information on on the, you know, where how the airdrop's going to be done. So, and when can we expect that? Within the next month, you can expect the airdrop. We want to do it right, though. Um, we don't because this one will be a larger collection. Um, even though it'll just be dropped between people, we would. Uh, we want to use all the tooling we can to make sure it's set up right. You know. No, absolutely. Um, and I just I just pinned up the um, the tweet that you have pinned on your profile, um, just so that people can check out some of your work and hopefully buy some of it or bid on it, I should say. And really excited to see what you do for um, for like Halloween this year and for Christmas this year because you always got these little creative ideas. And do anything for St. Patrick's Day. We could. I love St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Uh, it's a big thing down here in Atlanta. Everybody's partying on St. Patrick's Day, so there's a big Irish community in the here. So, well, we look forward to your next airdrop, man, and uh, we really appreciate that you've um, that you've decided to join us today and share some insights about yourself, about your work, about your creative. Uh, we'll get your creative juices flowing, and um, like I said, anything that you want to uh, share before we go, or if anybody else has any quick questions for him. Before we go, please feel free to request the mic and I'll pass it on to you. Otherwise, we'll say good night to uh, everybody, except for Tangled. We'll say good morning. Um, and Tangled, if you have anything else you want to add, feel free. We get yeah, the big I'm good. Fun. I appreciate you guys uh, letting me come up here and, and speak to the community. Uh, 
also go check out Tangled and these other great artists and on Omniflakes. Hey, Tangled, quick question for you, actually, about the um, the tournament. So if you um, can you like create a new uh, season two deck like piecemeal or do you need to physically buy the actual deck? Um, so if you if you create your own uh, if you create your own composition of um, nine battle cards, three utilities, you won't have a cosmic. But if you have the equivalent of a starter deck, you can also uh, participate. So I'm not. I don't require you to have um, have purchased a, a full blown pre made scripted starter deck. You can make your own. Um, you just have to kind of uh, register um, and illustrate that you do have the required deck for the tournament. Because that's the main thing is you know there's no point in participating if you if you don't have this the the tournament uh, required or the tournament regulated deck. Yeah, you'll get slaughtered. And it's and and the championship only relates to season two because we want to see who's the best with the season two meta. So uh, all OGs season ones are out. Gotcha. Um, so are you allowed to use like a? You can't use a season one cosmic card. You just need to use a battle card from season two. Yep, it's all all season two. We're trying to equalize the playing field. Uh, the Genesis General's been too dominant. It's been four tournaments to date, and he's won all of them. He's only been troubled in a couple of them. So we're going to see what everyone can do with season two meta. And there's still opportunities. There's still really great cosmic cards out available. So not he, no, there's not one single person that has a monopoly on some of the strongest cards at the moment. There's, there are about 37 decks left. So um, hopefully that equals a playing field and we see uh, a bunch of new players emerge. Um, uh, I might just also mention, Mr. Fox, one day if you ever decide to create a new collection that's not linked to your existing ones, I love the um, kind of cyber, cybernetic, cyberpunk, PFP kind of characters that you're making from time to time. Like they're not, they're not, um, they're not NFTs. You're just like playing with with the idea. But it would be so cool to have like a character PFP collection from like a futuristic, you know, like cyberpunk vibe if you ever think of new collections i will say uh actually that's the five thousand we've created is uh it's a lot more of a sci-fi feel feel but that's why we kind of entered a fantasy element of the historical nfts that we did just so we could kind of shift that direction if we wanted to and even though that it'll be um it's connected to the story tile man it's going to be a standalone collection they're not you know like somebody got to own one of those and and not even know about the other two collections you know but uh yeah that's that's kind of uh, we we love sci-fi things like that as i do especially making things with, um you know sci-fi feel and cyber cyberpunk you know things like that i like it so all right guys well thank you so much uh to ibc mafia for joining me today and uh thank you to tangled also for joining us today and all of you guys for joining us and listening in we really appreciate it tardigrade uh Bushido. Uh, Bushido, we got to play. I don't, maybe I'll see you this tournament. Uh, I think I got Sissel round one. Is that right, Tangled? Um, the seating hasn't been done yet, so we're just locking in the spots. There's about 12 people at the moment. Uh, I think it might get to 16 or 20. Hopefully we get to 20. But, yeah, seating hasn't been finalized. So, um, oh, what was that bracket I saw? That was just, that, that was just like just, locking in the players? Yeah, that's just a random bracket at the moment. I'm going to be reseeding right before we kick off. 
Oh. Awesome. Good to know. Um, fair enough. Well, I look forward to seeing the uh, seating and appreciate all you guys joining us today. Uh, thank you to Tabasom and to Tardigrades, uh, Lowo, and uh, some of them I'm not going to try to pronounce because I'll butcher it. And thank you to Coin Cat Lens and Allure BNB and. Slava, thank you, everybody. Thank you to Professor Nada. And the ones that I'm not going to try to pronounce are um, the ELO, one that starts with ELO. Thank you to you. And thank you to Calico Crypto. And if I forgot you, I apologize. I just overlooked you. And I see you, and I love you, and I thank you for joining today. And I hope that you will enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have a great Sunday. Watch maybe some, uh, you know, some spring training baseball, maybe a little basketball. Who knows? Uh, enjoy yourself and be kind to each other because it doesn't cost anything to be kind. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether that was in the spotlight from the OmniFlix Network featuring IBC Mafia, a.k.a. Mr. Fox. Hosted by Chev. Recorded on Saturday, March 11th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often ate the shroom Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handing reports in the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch Dope shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed Big drip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine the latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two
Eternal Spaces. Eternal Spaces.